0: Hello Chomp Nation and welcome to another episode of the ChompCast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. Believe it or not, but we have hit the halfway point of 2022. I can't believe that we are already here. What was supposed to be an action-packed year has turned out to be surprisingly slow to start. Minus the month of May. It's been a year of many indies and people actually putting a dent into their backlog. That's not to say that there haven't been some killer big budget titles that have dropped, but with how the year was poised to see a constant barrage of incredible games, many of them have been delayed until 2023 and even further. There is still a lot of year left, and there's a lot to look forward to, but today, we're going to do our favorite thing here at Sword looking back. More specifically, we are going to reflect on the past six months and discuss our thoughts regarding the gaming sphere of 2022 to date. That means the good, the bad, and yes, the sexy. Especially the sexy. Perhaps we may only discuss the sexy. I don't know. I'm not going to control the entire conversation. I'm going to let it develop as it may. I'm going to play it by ear. I'm gonna let the chips fall where they may let the dice fall where they may let the consequences be what they may whatever happens happens but anyways we will get some listener comments to also reflect on and see what the public temperature is on the year to date we will also be discussing some games such as the TMT T- t- excuse me, the initial offerings. I said that out of order. The initial offerings of the PS Plus, which we initially had planned to last week but delayed until this week. TMNT Shredder's Revenge, Gundam Evolution Beta, and Josh, what's the name of the game you want to play? I forgot to write that down Neon White. Neon White, thank you very much. And Neon White. We will round out the show with some social media polls voted on by you, the Chompers and we will also be doing the Patreon shoutouts. Fingers crossed that this week's show isn't the monstrosity that last week's was. So, let's start the show how we usually start it. Let me introduce you to the voices that you'll be hearing today. First, I am joined by a man who recently was discovered through viral videos skateboarding through sewers. When asked what his purpose was for doing such a disgusting and potentially hazardous activity, he simply stated, In life, most of us wade through shit only to be greeted by more shit. If I'm going to be subjected to a life of wading through shit, I'm going to have some fun while I'm doing it. Cowabunga, dude! Please welcome to the show, Rich Meister. Rich, how are you feeling with your newfound fame? Um, I'm gonna use this for some good,
1: live from the ninth circle of hell. We're gonna really enact some change over here. Um, I love waiting and shit. Uh, mm. this for most of us, life is just waiting and shit with your mouth open until you die.
0: Yeah, or at least Happy until... 2022! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I wrote that intro, admittedly, before... Um, the recent news happened. I assumed you waited until it
1: struck and you were like, now my funny bones are tingling.
0: <laughs> That's how you talk
1: like an old prospector.
0: Well, ho- well, hopefully my funny bone is not a tingling with the recent news. So, yeah, because you could really find yourself in some financial straits. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Speaking of straits, have you ever waited in shit before, Rich? I thought we were going to talk about Ethan Hawke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah? Yeah, I've ever waited and shit. Yes. Can I have some more context or is that like a thing where I'm from ask- New York. We used to like hang out in sewers. Like
1: the TMNT, it's a real thing that we do. Is anyone who's like lived in a New York suburb can tell you they've crawled up a drain pipe at a sump. Do do you have
0: stories or is it like Uh,
1: not really. There's really it's not like something interesting happened. It's just you know, that's a good place to smoke weed the the shit really covers the weed smell yeah yeah exactly <laughs> sometimes you and your friends pack uh, you know pack out a case of natty lights and then you brand each other with a fire poker you found we were all kids once
0: <laughs> I don't know where to take this I love this these are all real things that happen to me. <laughs> damn dude that's awesome that's a cool upbringing we should do that someday, you know? Like, instead of talking about video each other? games? Well, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, instead of talking about video games, which is what we c- assemble here to do, talk about like childhood memories. That could be interesting. I'm sure we've all got some weird stories. Yeah. I could talk about the time my stepmother tried to stab me with a knife. That would be fun. Everyone would love to hear that story. Yeah, no. That I mean, it sounds like a riveting tale. I mean, no, the riveting the, was in a n- different time. <laughs> oh, okay. We have gotta build to that, mm-hmm. Josh. Maybe you can edit this joke out, but um, it's not very, very sensitive. Edit a different one in. Bedumts.
1: She's to jail for that shit. That's not funny.
0: <laughs> Nobody went to jail. I promise. The joke?
1: What was the joke that she's a criminal?
0: It's yeah. fucked up. Well, you know. Ha ha ha! Anyways, uh, back on track here. Rich, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks, man. We're going to talk about some video games. Um, Also, <laughs> I'm also joined by a person who was at one point the tax accountant of the Foot Clan. When they person. discovered that the Foot Clan was cooking the books so they could buy more leotards for their secret ballet training, he politely confronted them and let them know that they could probably form a partnership with Grishko. We fished them out of the water and removed the cement blocks so we could get them to shore after having been dumped by the Foot Clan. So, please welcome Josh Fowler from the depths of the river. Josh, have you been able to dry off? Um... No, but it's unrelated
2: <laughs> Did, does the foot just like
1: pay you in uh cigarettes and toasters
0: um ballet lap dances
3: i i've i I've, I've not really worked my way up to toasters yet oh um, okay this is like I, I i hope just to, to get cigarettes there. yeah yeah before i i long. like
1: to think that I like to think that that story was also the secret origin of the Jabberwocky dance crew. Hmm.
0: I think it was the precursor to Vanilla Ice making an appearance. Um, God, Vanilla Ice and TMNT is like
1: the most beautiful thing in the world. Not for the first time it happened. Then it was like weirdly like on brand and strange. Um, the second time when they made the animated movie, like a decade ago, Because there's a commercial uh, for Kraft macaroni TMNT shapes that has vanilla ice in it. And that commercial starts with vanilla ice stacking the macaroni in a like a stop and shop. And I love that because that's probably what vanilla ice's real job is. Yeah. They didn't need to get him a costume. No. Yeah. They just, it was, he didn't even know it was a commercial. Mm -hmm.
0: He didn't have to use his customer voice. That's his normal voice. That's just how he talks. Yep. Exactly. But no Josh, how you doing buddy all right
3: doing doing all right uh, all
0: things considered
3: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it's it it's it's hard it's you know like I don't know like Josh, maybe you can agree with me. I think you would agree with me more than rich or even myself would agree with me, but to huh, like, are... with, with uh... i know let's wrap your mind around that one. I'm not gonna. But I was around this. We've been podcasting for long enough to where I personally.
3: Now. <laughs> oh, oh, God, did he, he freeze? He died somehow. Yeah, he's gone. We didn't get any of that. None of that. Oh, good. I'm glad
1: because all, that's all, a, that was
2: all
0: a terrible build up. Joke.
3: And then you just just gone. And then we got like a
1: freeze frame of you picking your nose. Mm-hmm. I was not picking my nose. I was rubbing. I know my nose. it was a it was a joke. Hey, a
0: joke. If I pick it, I do it where nobody can see it. Mm. With my, I'm penis. a civilized on an brain audio being. format
3: podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just like where nobody can, one hear can the see scratching. it. <laughs> like I put it, I put it right up into the mic, and you can Shay, hear it digging for my brain. Mm-hmm. That's weird. You shouldn't do that. Mm. No, but um. Since we've been doing this for so long, Josh, I don't get how like when people they assemble to do something like a like a comedy podcast or an informative podcast has nothing to do with kind of the real world happenings that you can just assemble and completely disassociate from what's happening. Like it's like when you get into the swing of things, it's really easy. Like when like you're an hour in. But when you're first starting out, you're like you're like scrambling to not be discouraged and disappointed in what's happening. I mean, do, do you, mm-hmm. you feel it's kind of like that way every yeah. every time? Yeah, that's my secret, yeah. Shay. I'm always
1: discouraged and disappointed.
0: Look, <laughs> well, Rich. I mean, you're doing. I think you're doing a pretty good job right now. Like, um, but I, I, I bottoms up. So uh <laughs> That was very warm whiskey. <laughs> so f- for the fact that literally this is only strictly audio, Rich took a shot of alcohol and he chased it with a swig of beer, which I think is very poignant. And Josh, I don't think we could have said it any better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was very warm whiskey. Yeah, well, you know, warm whiskey is better than the huh. uh, opposite...
1: Than having your penis chopped off.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's what happens with uh, vasectomies. I, I hear that's what happens in uh, the new Buzz Lightyear
3: film. At least they they keep mentioning something that, about him getting castrated. That, I don't know what that's that, all about. That
1: but... theater in Oklahoma said they would fast forward through it. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: I know China's <laughs> not airing it. Mm.
1: Yeah. I like uh, listen. I if it were up to me, there'd be a scene in that movie where um, the Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear from another dimension comes through, and then him and the
0: Chris Evans Buzz Lightyear hook up. That there would be go. fucking amazing. I would yeah. watch the fuck. We'd out of watch that. that. We'd watch that. Yeah. And then like there's a the morning after scene where the Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear wakes up, snorts a line of coke, and then just steals Chris Evans' wallet. Yeah, and he, and then he snitches on the guys who sold him the coke, um, mm-hmm. and then
1: another. <laughs> that, was, that was a good joke. I'm pretty proud. And of that you one. know who it turns uh, out
0: to be? Rex.
1: I to say you know who it actually turns out. Inconceivable. You know who it turns out to be? Patrick Warburton, Buzz Lightyear from the cartoon.
2: Okay,
0: man, you guys, you guys totally breezed by my. That's pretty. That was a pretty good, good Wallace Shawn impression. Thank you. I thought I thought I nailed it, and you know what? I think you did. I think you did. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. yours was pretty good too. You know, speaking of uh, Patrick Warburton, you know what movie I just watched last night? And then we'll get into the we'll actually get into the meat of the conversation of what this podcast is supposed to be about. Uh, I watched which is Buzz Lightyear.
2: Okay, I watched
0: Ted Two. Is
1: Patrick Warburton in Ted Two?
0: Yeah, and you know who else is in it? Michael Dorn, who plays Worf, and Na- Nana Visitor, who plays Kira Nerys in DS Nine, and isn't Patrick Seth MacFarlane Stewart narrates like, it?
1: Isn't Seth MacFarlane like obsessed with with Star Trek though? So that's not that surprising, right? Well, you know
0: what? It wasn't surprising until like. No, I wouldn't Patrick, think that
1: immediately, but I get I get well, what when you, you
0: watch a movie, Patrick Warburton's character and Michael Dorn are a couple. Oh hi there, and. <laughs> Um, I can't do Worf. <laughs> they go to Comic Con, and Michael Dorn dresses up as Worf. Okay, that's pretty great. And it's yeah. not like it's not like a good dress up either. It's like a shitty dress up. Well, and you have two, to make it shitty. Yeah. And yeah. the two are like clearly towering over everybody because they're both like six and 6'5. Yes, they're giant men. And mm-hmm. the whole fucking time they're in Comic Con, they're just like tripping nerds and throwing shit all over them. And hearing Michael Dorn saying "you fucking nerd" was. Amazing. Just medical. You know, like like here's the thing. Like I, I get why a lot of people don't like Seth MacFarlane and 90% of the time I don't like his antics, but he does have some really fucking good meta and incredible jokes at times.
1: It's because he cured baldness and won't tell the rest of us how. It's the same reason we hate Elon Musk.
0: Mm, that's true. That's true. And you know what? Uh, it turns uh, out the Ramsey. secret's money. Gorn Ramsey. Turns out the secret's money. Yeah. Gordon Ramsey got trans- hair transplants as well. Yeah, Jealous. you know what's
1: weird? I always think about uh, Patrick Warburton was like the guy who like narrated the opening to Soren in Disney World, the the ride where you like you're in like the the fucking uh, gliders.
2: Yeah,
0: and so every time I just think I'm be like, "Hello, welcome to." So- I can't do Patrick Warburton. <laughs> that's, that's the thing is like Morgan Freeman and Patrick Stewart and Samuel Jackson all get A pluses for their brilliant voices and Michael Caine as well. But Patrick Warburton is severely slept on. That dude's voice is like he's got fucking a... velvet. And I think he's more distinct. He's he's hard to impersonate. You know how
1: he's is good? He's, he's only ever
3: done his own voice in everything he's ever been in. But yeah, why also, why
0: would you not do that? That well, I I I feel like he'd walk in somewhere and he'd be like, "You want me to do a voice?" And the directors are like, "No. No, do we your, brought your, you your in because you, we know what you do." Yeah, like don't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd pay to watch Jeremy Irons read the paper. Another severely slept on. I mean, like in this day and age, like the '90s yeah, and yeah. 2000s, clearly got his dues. I'm gonna go rewatch the Tick now. Yeah, it's was, was pretty good. It's
3: pretty good. Yeah, he's he is, I was thinking he's such a good Tick. It, yeah, he's got he's he oozes charisma. Is
1: what
2: mm-hmm. it is. Yeah,
3: the dude, like yeah.
2: Let's Just like watch podcast. How about yeah, you? Yeah,
3: yeah. That was that was great. Like the tick is kind of the original himbo, and he he perfected it decades
0: before anyone yeah. else even gave it an attempt. Yeah, you know it's kind of crazy, like because it's it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, very coincidental, because here we have it. I'm bringing him in live, Jeremy Irons. Here you are. How you doing, buddy?
1: I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs>
0: Jeremy, dude, how you doing man? How's it been? I killed Mufasa Yeah, I know I watched that I watched that documentary It's pretty harrowing um, How did you survive the pandemic? Oh, you know this and that Can you tell me a little bit about that? I don't need to hear about this Yes well, thank you. Uh, you know, Jeremy, you can stick around if you have any input later in the show. Feel free to pipe in.
2: Let me know if work. you
0: need anything. Laying pipe back here, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the actual content
0: of the show now. Um, guys, what did I miss while I was in the bathroom? Oh, yeah, Jeremy Irons came in. You missed that. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's hanging out in the back somewhere. He said, "Laying pipe." <laughs> he's, he's America's sweetheart. I don't know about America, but he is. Well, somewhere. he is. He's not from here, but he is our
1: sweetheart. We took ownership of him. Uh, yeah, like we take we things from the British all the time, just like America.
0: Yeah. If you're if you're white, we take ownership of you. <laughs> we get
1: him. We get him on the weekends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works, right? Um, anyways, uh, so <laughs> let's talk about the video games. So, the first half of 22 is come and gone. Um, It feels like just yesterday, Pokemon Legends Arceus dropped, and we were all hopelessly addicted to that game, but I kind of want to just reflect it on... But that was 67 years ago. I know, right? 1990 was 67 years ago. (laughs) I want to reflect on um, what I think we'll do here is like one good thing for each one of us, and then we'll go one bad thing, and then... We'll sandwich it out with another good thing, like so. We each mention one good thing. It could be small. It could be big. Um, one bad thing, and then can
1: one can our bad thing just be the state of the nation?
0: We are, we are, the youth of the nation. Anyways, yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I know. Felt I cheap. Know. I know. I know. If, yeah, I I feel like that joke would have played two years ago on this show. I don't <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy. Yeah, may I'm the different audience. Um yes.
1: Before we uh before we dive into it here, I just want to state so everyone knows as we go into the show. It's amazing that song I was written
3: when there were only 3 school shootings that it was about. And 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 3 states.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I don't normally drink that much that fast anymore and my face is so flush right now.
2: Mhm.
1: It's cuz you're blushing, buddy. Cuz that was like 3 well, it's cuz Jeremy Irons is just here laying by. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> And Blowjob Bot's here, too. <laughs> Blowjob
2: Bot. Oh, Blowjob Bot. bot.
0: <laughs> Insert and assume position. Thanks, Blowjob Bot. <laughs> Man, this show is just full of cameos. I don't know what to do here. By the way, my name is Shay. I'm, I'm, I'm hosting <laughs> the podcast this week. The I inventor of to... Blowjob Bot, yes. Shay Layden. <laughs> yes, thank you. But yeah, so let's let's just jump straight in. Um, Rich, go ahead and uh, regale us with something that's good about the first half of 2022 in gaming. In gaming, okay. Um, this is going to be one that's
1: incredibly simple, and I don't think we brought it up enough on this show, so I'm going to take the opportunity here, because anyone who has not played this should get to it, and I didn't expect to love it as much as I do, but I find myself going back to it at least once a week even still. Vampire mm. Survivors baby.
0: Mm. yeah, I don't I haven't heard enough places talking about that. That game is so it's insanely still early good
3: access. I don't I don't know how many people It's cover It's that. such a different
1: beast even now though. Um it costs 3 fucking dollars. Um it's on Game Pass even though. And yeah. I recently re-fell in love with it again last week because um I was hanging out with Ray helping him do a streaming setup. And uh, I ended up sitting down for 40 minutes and playing Vampire Survivors on a Steam Deck, which is the way to play Vampire Survivors. Yep. Um, That game, they just keep updating it and adding insane shit, and it's... The most recent update added a new character that's a tree. The tree's gimmick is it can't move. I was literally just looking at that news just now. And that's the thing about that game, though. Like, I haven't tried to run as the tree yet, but like the that game reaches insane points when you like make yourself untouchable when it gets to the point where you don't even have to move because nothing can like permeate the shield of damage you've created around yourself it's Mm. just it's so i don't know if there's a mobile version yet but i'm sure there probably will be at some point like the thing is even if you have a very old pc i feel like you could probably run that game pretty easily because they're not console versions yet but it's a game that costs 2.99 and looks like an NES game. Granted, like it requires more horsepower than that because the sheer amount of things that go on. Yeah, I on imagine it's one of the
3: very few games that would you end up getting CPU locked on in this day and age. There's yeah. almost nothing that that's the case in anymore other than like RTSs, but
1: yeah, if you're very good at it and you're games. playing a, and you're playing it on an old PC, I can imagine you could get it to chug if you get to a really high level. Yeah. Um But it's just a game, for anyone who's unfamiliar, I know we have talked about it here at some point, it's got a very Castlevania aesthetic, like an 8-bit, 16-bit aesthetic, where basically you're picking a character who starts with a certain power-up, and there are just hordes of enemies coming at you, and as they die, you pick up experience and level up and get new attacks that are... They're all auto-attacks, so it's like all you need to worry about is character movement and... It'll be things like every three seconds you throw an a battle axe in the air, every four seconds you throw two knives in front of you. Mm. Uh every five seconds a random spell is cast from you that targets a nearby enemy, and you just keep stacking abilities like that. And it's yeah. addictive.
0: It, it has three hundred and seven viewers currently on Twitch and it has fifty-four K followers of the game itself. So I mean it's decent audience, I would say.
1: I think it is doing bigger in like Circles of people who cover games than it is in general. Like, I found that other people I know who are in games coverage are the people I'm talking to about this thing.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to see. I I think that is, it looks like a really fun game, to be honest with you. It looks like something that's addictive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just, it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm. And for a game that costs less than $5, it has eaten a lot of my time this year.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of in that, again, I I see a lot of journalists who kind of like this idea, but then in that either it's like clicker slash infinite growth style genre sort of a thing. Like let's let's optimize a build here, and you know, let and the game I, play I fall victim to that too. Mostly.
1: Like yes, I like a good clicker, yeah, and I think it's like the same reason I like like a logic engine. You know, mm-hmm. I like to hit all the correct buttons and then watch the thing perform optimally.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. It's it looks pretty cool. I think it's a game that I heard you talk about and honestly kinda went in one ear and out the other, but watching it, I'm more interested now. I I think about that game a lot and when it does come to console, I am
1: going to encourage you to uh to grab it, Jay. It's the PC version is on PC Game Pass, so I have to assume that when an Xbox port exists it's probably going to be on Game Pass as well.
3: Hmm. So, mm-hmm.
1: and even if it's not, again, this game costs two ninety
0: nine. I I I can't you know scoff at that cheap price right there. Yeah, value, best value. You yes. can go to the Bone Zone. Mm. Uh, pretty cool. Which is coincidentally where Jeremy Irons is right now. Yeah, he's he's actually back there with uh, with Blowjob Bot. Hmm. I I can't like. Can can you get some audio? I can't really hear what's happening back there. Oh, they're just laying pipe. Yeah, can can I get some sound effects of that real quick? Oh, yes. Oh, qu- quite. I am blowjob bot. No, I, I I want the sound effects. Yeah, that's what you're hearing. There, I just p- put the mic on them. <laughs> it's weird that their genitals are talking, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to move on. Josh, what is uh one of your good news of the first half of 2022 oh that's
3: narrowing down the good news like in specifically in gaming is tough this year there's been this has been a really solid beginning of the year um oh is it gaming so i can't use mitch mcconnell still alive as my bad thing Mm. seems like that would just kind of be the case from now until eternity. I, I, I have to imagine there's some sort of, you know, unholy bargain that's been struck. I'm sure the Doom Slayer will take care of it. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Sorry. It's not I, about video games. I, I was just thinking about what Mitch McConnell would actually sell to the devil to 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 get all this seeing as at no point did he have a soul that was you know available for sale well, um, well not in recorded human history okay i guess maybe um
2: video games video, all right sorry
3: no i i legitimately this was this was <laughs> um, That's okay
0: What, what, what has been my favorite thing so far this year? I mean... Or just one of them. It doesn't have to be, you know, the absolute favorite.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. I, I think it's Tunic. Like, I've, I've had just... I've pulled so much, so much out of playing Tunic and mm. translating that and just trying to find the secrets in it. You did which,
1: write what I think is the most interesting article we've ever published on the website
3: because of that game. Very true. Okay. But I mean regardless, it was it was it's an itch that I've not really felt scratched since something like Fez. And I really Well they have an
1: ointment for it, so
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean my insurance doesn't cover it, but you know, there is an ointment. Um Yeah, like I The game works on so many levels. Like it's just it is a just solid you know, sort of Zelda slash um you know, some some like souls inspired mechanics. Adventure game. Mm. Action adventure game. And it works just on that level. Like if you if you do nothing else, it it works at that level, but then it, you know, allows me to dig into it a lot more, which is something that I really, really appreciated being able to kinda completely get consumed by a game Um, and make your own
1: fun to a point with it like you got a lot out of that that a ton of people will not get out of it. oh
3: absolutely absolutely it was just something that I needed because I've yeah I I, I really enjoy that in games the ability to just deep dive on them in, in a you know completely unnecessary way Well,
1: yeah, I mean, that's just it. I think even like me, I personally think I got more out of that game than most players will get, and you got multitudes beyond that (laughs) out of it. Like, you mined that for shit that I don't even know if the developers necessarily had in mind. I don't know if they went in with the expectations that people would go as far as you did with deciphering that game's secrets.
3: I mean, I have to imagine, but I don't know. I think... Or maybe not as quickly as you did, at the I, very I think, least. I think a lot of times this, these are the sort of, like, crowdsourced things, like, start a Reddit page and then, you know.
1: Well, well that's just it. I, everybody I think will this is almost a part like, of it. I don't even remember if this was, like, a conversation on the podcast, but I distinctly remember us saying, like, I'd be like, that's insane. That'd be like, if you translated Al Bed in Final Fantasy X mm-hmm. without getting the magazines and you were like, I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that one was much more straightforward, just being a one to one cipher. Well, it's just a straight cipher, yeah. yeah. But yeah. still,
0: that's insane. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, though. I mean, like, I'm really glad outside of the language stuff that you were able to, you know, have that much fun with that game because I know it's something you were really looking forward to. So. Yeah, that's.
3: Yeah, like, that doesn't happen very often that. I've been looking forward to a game for that years I'm happy. and it mm. actually ends up delivering in in the way I was hoping. It does. That just yes. it always ends up, well not always, but way more often than it ought ends up being just kind of disappointing that I've been building something up for way too long
0: in my mind that's before life, actually being play it. So Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I mean, I think that's definitely a win. Mm-hmm. um my first win i would say pretty simply is pokemon legends arceus um it's a oh, game yeah. that i still i still want yeah, to go back to i still like i have to resist the urge like every week to go back and play that game that game yeah. was as close to what we've envisioned pokemon evolving into for many 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 years and while it's not a perfect game and it certainly has its own set of flaws Man, was that a fun game? I really hope, mm-hmm. uh,
1: for your sake as well as ours and everyone else who enjoys those games, Shay, because us especially as a podcast have always gotten a lot out of Pokemon games. I hope uh Scarlet and Violet, and it looks like it is from what we've seen of it so far, mm-hmm. is the next proper evolution of that, like taking more from the main line and from the stuff Arceus did right. Because what an end capper to the year If like a new take on Pokemon blows you away and then at the end of the year, they release another game that's just like they're still nailing it. They like they've stepped it up again.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see what becomes the Scarlet and Violet. I don't have like I don't have like high expectations or low expectations. I'm kind of sitting in the middle. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, Sword and Shield a ton, even though I know a lot of people didn't. I I also enjoyed them probably more than most people. I would yeah. Um, I definitely say we're more of apologists in some ways. Um, if that's the right word, but I also really had funs, a lot of fun with Legends Arceus, and so I mean that's yeah. two wins in my book. Um I I don't see how they could fuck up Scarlet and Violet too much unless it's kind of like a generic uh we're trying to, you know, capitalize on the zeitgeist kind of thing because Pokemon is It seems like it's even hotter than it already was because, I mean, Pokemon Go is still wildly successful. Yeah. Um, You know... I still play it. Yeah, there have been some really big games to drop recently, so it seems like it's possible that they're trying to capitalize, but not focusing on that, focusing more on the positive. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus was just a game where they figured out so many things right with that game. Like catching oh, yeah. the same Pokemon over and over again and giving a reason to do it um not making it feel like monotonous bullshit somehow yeah 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 uh, exactly um, well, because
3: it wasn't just well, I mean, a lot of it was just catching them over and over but they were like catch it in certain ways use different moves mm-hmm. on it let it use different moves on you like it
1: kept it interesting enough and gave you good enough incentive to be like hey there's something. There's a reason to do this, and also as you incrementally do this stuff, we're gonna up like your shiny encounter rate and mm-hmm. give you rewards that are tangible and that you'll see immediately that make it feel worthwhile. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Exactly. They, and that was something I kind of think they sort of took from Pokemon Go. The whole although in that one it felt way more grindy. The idea of just catching the same Pokemon over and over to, you know, still pow- does to power up other ones. But kind of taking that idea, and I, I really think it is refined in a really
0: cool way in Arceus. Uh, in a way that mm. makes
1: more sense in a retail product. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about it at length um, in the past, so I don't want to go into too much detail, but I definitely think that that was such a positive to oh, absolutely. start the year. Yeah, yeah. So just agreed. Just, 100% agree. Completely. I'm hoping... Yeah, out of the blue
3: Pokemon game. So, And I think I, a lot I'm... of...
0: I think a lot of people sorry Rich I just want to say really yeah, no, quickly start. I think people were on such opposite ends of the spectrum with that like either a lot of people are like it's going to be like the fucking next evolution of Pokemon or people were basically like this is going to suck and um I don't know if I think a lot of people were surprised by how good that game was Yeah I think so too um I think like it was not it was not a known quantity and it ended up uh proving to be worth it yeah absolutely uh rich so now you have the fortunate slash unfortunate um pleasure of starting first with one of the bad things of 2022 in gaming so far
1: oh sorry sure, this is easy uh bobby Kotick.
0: <laughs> you, you took mine but it's, I mean, that's yeah, it's another a, it's one an easy take of
3: those from now on until infinity sort mm-hmm. of yeah. things at this
1: rate technically it counts hmm yeah uh yeah like i don't have any like and the reason i picked this is not because i'm like i want to harp on the blizzard bullshit again it's because there hasn't been like an actual video game thing that's like super disappointed me this year but like coping with you, you know what honestly like if we want to like hammer it down into a thing i'm upset that diablo uh four looks so good hmm. because i don't want to buy a blizzard product yep Um, at least not in the current climate. Uh, but yeah, no, just that blizzard shit that's still ongoing and I hope sorts itself out in a way that we can all feel good about at some point, but right
0: now it don't look good because Kodak is still at the reins. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obligatory fuck Bobby Kodak. I'm sure people are tired of hearing me say that, but I'm never gonna get tired of saying that. It's fun,
1: it's empowering.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's,
3: it's. It's really sad because there has been a lot of shaking up. I've been following some of the devs still in there because there's been basically in the entire Overwatch team was kind of restructured with you know new leads in charge of everything, and it seems like they're doing actually a good job, you know, managing and it's not that. not their fault. But you know, it's it's they're they're not gonna. Try, trying to do anything to, to really address that from within is going to be really difficult with the company, frankly, doing everything it can to cover up any
0: um, impropriety going on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's... I mean to 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 put it simply like the fact that he has not been removed is just insane to me but yeah um insane like yeah if we're not comparing it to everything else that's happening oh yeah yeah
1: yes yes there there are bigger problems than that in the world but that doesn't undercut
0: it being a problem exactly mm-hmm. so ah uh, yeah i mean that's that's the easiest one <laughs> Uh, Josh. That's a fucking slam dunk right there. Yep. Josh, how about let you, me, man? Let me
3: pick a different one, then. That's what I had on my... Just spins <laughs> a wheel.
1: Yep. Josh is just spinning a big wheel on his <laughs> mm-hmm. wall. No whammies,
3: no whammies. <laughs> well, Josh, if you want, I can go first while
1: you think about it. Go ahead, go ahead,
0: because that was actually what I was gonna bring up, but we just well, While about... you check the Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah. uh... Um, I mean, this is kind of similar to riches, but also a little bit different. Uh, Diablo Immortal is a definite, oh, yeah. uh, terrible thing to happen this year. I think that obviously, um, th- the big thing there is all of the, uh, microtransactions and the predatory nature of that game yeah. is like the most disgusting, vile version of that we've seen to date. And I know, like, we have some friends of the podcast and, um, f- friends of mine that have said, you know, like, you know, it's, it is predatory, but you can ignore that stuff and it's, not well, any that's, worse than any other games doing it and i like i understand the point nonsense, i respectfully but i respectfully disagree yeah. i think it is the most disgusting vile version it's m- so. Well, so much worse thing than I, even blizzard's other games
3: like it's that it, is, that's
1: the thing that sucks the most to me is cuz from like experience of me watching some of it and talking to people who've played it it seems like if you were to strip that stuff out the bones of it are a really good diablo game where the problem comes in is that in Diablo, you kill an enemy and they drop loot. In Diablo Immortal, you kill an enemy and they drop new ways for you to spend money.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I mean, there's not much to say there, other than, um, I mean, we we've in the past kind of come to the conclusion that yes, um, some of that stuff, while it is more predatory than others, if if there are companies or devs or what what have you, whatever you wanna label them out that has some of these like additional things you can buy and purchase. As long as it's not done in a egregiously predatory way, that's fine. I think like I understand it. And I think we all to some degree here understand it just simply the money because... has to
1: come from somewhere. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But the fact that it is so predatory in this game. Oh and yeah. So prevalent. It's, it's disgusting. That, yeah. I'm over it. Yep. So, Same.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So that's mine. Cool. Yeah, Josh. Um,
3: I I know I know this is not going to be universal because there I've heard a lot of people who still really enjoyed it. Um, but Ghostwire Tokyo, kind of on on the same token that Tunic was something I've been looking forward to for so long, and it was great. I've been looking forward to Ghostwire Tokyo for quite some time. And it just did nothing really that I was looking, for yeah. out of that other other than like the art direction's pretty good. like they've they've done some really cool things, just visually and also telling a fairly or not 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 even the story itself, but just the the setting in
1: Japan. There's it the is bones done really well, of but, a good story. I, I think I'm with you on that, Josh. Like, yeah. not even necessarily, I didn't jump at it for this because I was thinking, like, bad bad. Yeah. I didn't think that was bad, it just
3: kind of was a letdown for yeah, me. Yeah, th- that's kind of what I was getting at there, because it was something I was really looking forward to beforehand, and it... It's not even that it's
2: terrible. And I really tried
3: to enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's not terrible, it's just I had such high hopes for it, and it was a major letdown compared to what I thought it could have been. Um, it feels like something got fumbled there, but we talked about that when we talked about the
1: game and like the weird structure it takes and
0: yeah, I'm I'm one hundred
1: percent with you on that. It's a shame.
0: Yeah, I mean it was one that I was looking forward to too. It was actually probably one of the ones I was most looking forward to this year, even though I couldn't, you know, play it right away and Yeah. Just to hear how boilerplate it was yeah. just bums me out.
3: Oh yeah, no it was it was it
0: really suffered
3: from that Ubisoft open world map syndrome. Just
2: yeah, objective we, markers we for everything. About that time.
3: And- it just you know, didn't
1: need to be and yeah. you know maybe that's not the change like i think there's some other change and some mission structure there stuff that they didn't get to fully realize but at the time it felt to me like a game where i was like this game is at its best when it's doing like interior like purposefully designed stuff yeah and it just feels like it does not need to exist in an open world format Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. that if it had been like level based or even more of a like Smaller, almost sandboxes. Like think of the Some way more, like the hub chapters instead of completely like, open
3: world or something.
1: I was thinking almost like how the chapters are designed in Bioshock, where like yeah. it's not like a get from point A to point B. Like it's you know you're in this ward for this section of the game.
0: Yeah, kind of deal. Hmm. Mm.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's it is what it is. Unfortunately, Um maybe they'll update the game and make it better, but not holding my breath.
3: Yeah, so. no, I think there's some at this point kind of structural issues that are out, out of the update. It's yeah, I think realm. it's beyond
1: that. I I think it's one of those games where the most you can hope for and I there's quite a few games in the past where I've hoped this ago. If they take the right lessons
0: from it, Ghostwire Tokyo 2 could be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's uh make things a little bit happier. And let's do one more good thing from each one of us, and then we'll get into some listener comments. So. And then we'll get into all the bad things. Yeah, just strictly bad. No, Rich, uh, what's another good thing? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, there. I, I said that like I was struggling to think of a good thing, but I was actually uh, struggling what to pick next because despite it being kind of a light year, uh, the stuff that I've enjoyed playing, I've really gotten a ton and ton 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 of enjoyment out of um and i felt the sort of need to give that triple a end of it i guess the motivation and i like souls games plenty but i got a lot more
0: enjoyment out of elden ring than i think even i expected mm, okay i think a lot of people would be in agreement with you on that one
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of the stronger things this year for me. I've run, like, close to three characters on that game now. Not completing them all, but just trying different builds and stuff. And it's the the prospect of open world Souls didn't necessarily seem like something that was going to knock it out of the park for me when it was first proposed. But something about that structure and the way it it takes that Souls formula of difficulty and gives you ways to kind of beat it down if that's what you want to do, it made casting more viable when it normally isn't in a souls game and I think you might have to shake your way through some brambles at the start to really get it but it definitely ends up feeling like a more approachable souls experience. I say that with like a lower case cuz we talked about that when we talked about the game at first. Mm-hmm. Like the most approachable souls game is still a not very approachable game, but if you're willing to wade through
3: it, that in fact that game is just great. Yeah, no I th- I think cuz you're you're so open to just right off the bat fuck around and explore wherever kind it always gives you somewhere you can go unless of course you accidentally lock yourself into like one of the hard zones which is possible in this game um but you should find yeah. out before you get too far in
1: yeah uh, it's kind of one of the bigger things and i i think it it does a good enough job of giving you just kind of throwing the tools you need to succeed at you and, and letting you go the way you want to go
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah, I think that um hopefully this summer when I have more time I can sit down with that game and really get involved and enveloped in it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, there's definitely y- you'll you'll enjoy it, I think. I think so too. Um so, uh Josh, what's another one? Um Kirby in the
3: Forgotten Land. We 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 got an amazing. That was almost I went with too, 3D Kirby game, um, in 2022, which this this is one so that great. I had no hopes for. Like I I kind of expected well, they they put off making a 3D Kirby for this long. Maybe there was a good reason. Um, and there may have been I a time, the reason- but they they knocked it out of the park with this game. The reason was Smash Brothers, Josh.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, the the feeling of playing this game is so perfect that it, it it's 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 I, I I can't believe how much fun it is just to turn the game on and play a level just wherever like even now just like just for no reason not even going back to do anything but just for the fun of it um the I, it's just i
1: think what you're kind of getting at there josh too is that formula like the 2d formula perfected is just kind of applied to the 3d formula here and me personally yeah since like 2010 on i want to say that's i want to say epic was 2010 yeah like I don't think there's been a Kirby game I disliked. Kirby has just been banger after Banger for the past decade like there's some rough spots in the g b a area I think like I'm not a big fan of some of those games, but continuing the trend of Kirby games being bangers,
3: yeah yeah I mean, and i I think kind of <laughs> the um you know different power ups you get all feel like they have a place in this game. Like there's some weird ones that are just kind of you know awkward just like always. But, you know, you you find they they found weird and unique ways to kind of use those bizarre tool sets um here and there. Um it's 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 really cool. Um I I I really want to see more 3D Kirby after this game and that was not something that I was expecting going into it. I kind of right. thought it was going to be a passable kids game, given you know everything they were kind
0: of showing off beforehand. Turns out it's a good game, mm-hmm. just in general.
1: It's a great game, hell yeah.
0: Um, I think it's a great one. I'm going to end, uh, obviously, this section before we get to listener to comments with kind of a it's it's like a bad slash good thing. I'm really happy, honestly, for all the delays of this year in some ways. Like, obviously, I'm a little bit <laughs> yeah. bummed because there are some games that I was hoping would come out this year because it's poised to be one of the most historic and memorable game years in gaming. One of. But I think that because besides the month of March that we had um, just relaxed days that I've felt like I'm not just constantly getting behind on games even though there are some games I haven't played that I want to play of course but I felt like I've been able to just relax and enjoy my my free time a lot more you know I don't feel like I have to just constantly go from game to game and you know constantly feel like I am just playing games and then just finishing them to go to the next game really quickly. I, I can't even enjoy them. So missing my
1: grandnephews, Bob Mitzvah.
0: (laughs) So yeah, I, I have, I really enjoyed the fact that like, it's been a year where we can break into some some backlog games. I've been able to break into some backlog games at the end of last year and the various points in this year. I've, I've played some games that I've been wanting to play for a very long time like a firewatch yeah. when I talked about that a few weeks I'm ago. I'm
1: currently playing RPGs I missed from last year and it feels weird to be like I have the time for this.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice in a lot of ways. So. I mean it's it's like a double-edged sword on that one. So. Why would um, you want a single-edged sword? Who wants that? Let's I don't uh, know. Uh, re- do did you ask a
1: samurai? <laughs>
0: Let's uh, read some listener comments really quickly if you want to comment on the topic of the week. It usually goes up every Thursday. I got this one up a day late because I was busy this week, but um, let's read some listener comments. So I asked a question. uh, I'm going to read this one because it makes no fucking sense to me. Uh, Gpaju Oju Saj said, I asked, how has the first half of 2022 been for gaming? And he said, that's whack, bro. Anybody use Captain Curry to help with the demigod boss run? No fucking idea what that means. But you know what? That's what we do here. We read the nonsensical comments. I understood some of those words. Yeah, I think that that was probably an AI that was told to, huh. you know, rage comment. Use the lingo, my dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Our good buddy Sandwich um joshua said wait games came out other than elden ring that's weird Nah, mm-hmm. i think it's been good i haven't really played anything from this year other than trek to yomi i think that came out this year but yeah from what i've seen games have been pretty awesome this year and hopefully t- with 2023 we will get more jrpgs and that i agree with it has been pretty sparse for jrpgs this year well that's good because i missed a bunch of big ones last year and i'm playing them now that's true that's true that's a great point um. Yep. Yeah, so I I do think that he makes a good point though. Trektiomi was gorgeous ass game. Yes. I did not finish play it. that. You should, man. The ending's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I kind of want to, but also I kind of fell off in a hard way. I get that, but yeah. the ending is, I think, worth it. I will say that. Keep that in mind all right peyton jones o2 said i think it's been pretty solid with titles like horizon forbidden west and elden ring and have had some games i've considered low key bangers such as sifu and kirby forgotten land and oh, yeah. if yeah. unreleased games such as god of war ragnarok and Spoken deliver i think 2022 will be good i'm rambling on but if titles such as breath of the wild 2 spider-man 2 re4 remake make it in 2023 i think that will be the best year in gaming since 2017 slash 2018. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of those games, or at least I should say Breath of the Wild 2, was supposed to be this year. And like, imagine if Elden Ring and that game came out, also God of War Ragnarok, all in the same year. That's an oh historic goodness. year right there. I just I just wanted to,
1: every time someone brings it up, and I know like it technically was like, oh yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 was supposed to come out this year. I'm like, no, it wasn't. But Miyamoto said, oh, you believe everything Miyamoto tells you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on, wake up. Smell the piss. <laughs> Smell the piss. I'm pissing yeah. in your house. That's right. That's me pissing your on your house. Your house is Penn Station, and I'm going right. to piss all over it. Penn 15. You a part of that club, guys? The Pen 15 Club. That uh, it spells penis. <laughs> Kelly Maturo Eating said, "Elden Ring should be game of the year. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was fun completing every quest, but then becomes a very boring game after a few Chaos Chamber runs. Hopefully, they release some DLC. Um, yeah, I don't think any of us here played Tiny Tina's. Respectfully, that looked really good, I, but I've I've not gotten to it.
1: Yeah, respectfully, I'd rather castrate myself than play another Borderlands game. Same.
3: This this Even seems like the good, best take on the Borderlands formula in a long I, time. I, I don't
1: That's true. necessarily think you're wrong, but when you opt the title for the thing I hate the most about Borderlands 2, yeah. I'm not going to be in.
0: Yeah. It's between that and rubbing salt and sand into your urethra. And I got a busy night... Of getting kicked in the urethra ahead of me. That's right. Uh Tawny S. Good buddy of ours said too many games. I'm drowning in a sea of backlog and shame. Mm. And I was surprised because I like I feel the opposite. I feel like I'm not drowning in games this year. Other than like just picking away at my backlog. To be fair, my backlog goes back
1: to the Sega Saturn, so I'm never not drowning.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there have been a bunch of them that I haven't gotten around to yet. Um like, I, I still haven't gotten around to Forbidden West or Stranger of Paradise. Like, there's there's, Paradise, there's, a bunch of bunch well. of things that weren't kind of, like, the main topic in gaming that still looked like something I'd be interested in any other time. Um, right. I just haven't gone back to them. There's, I, I, I feel like there's... This has been one of the years we've had the most choice, because there's not... there. Like, obviously... With Elden Ring, that's kind of been the main topic of gaming of the year. The um, main meat. But yeah. but other than that, I kind of feel like you've got a bunch of options. There's not been the one game that you kind of need to play. A lot of times in gaming, it feels like that. Like, okay, you've got a couple weeks this to play this thing, thing and, then this, and then this, and then this, and there's like a rotating topic that you need to keep up on but elden ring has there kind of some... stalled that momentum everyone's still talking about elden ring and it i, yeah. I think that has freed up my mental capacity
1: i think neon white is that thing right now that is yeah no I, I could see that
0: yeah we'll get into that yeah um and i agree with you josh i think it's been nice in some ways that like even though it's annoying when I pop on, like, video game news to read stuff, and it's still fucking Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Elden Ring. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't care. <laughs> right now, because I'm not playing It's like, oh, yeah, it. no, I
3: played that. It is a whole lot easier than feeling like you're just getting completely left out. Every yes, other oh, week. Exactly. So,
1: Everyone in my circle still talking about Mr. Do. There you go. We
0: fucking Mr. love Dew. the spectrum. Uh, the last comment we're going to read is from I am fat boy 360 um, besides Elden Ring and Horizon and Blood Hunt it's been dead for the whole summer start up until August hits then stuff gets active again which I think he's basically have, saying that like other than those three games it's felt pretty dead and I have gonna, no idea what Blood Hunt is I'm not sure either but it's going to pick back up again um, at the tail end of summer, which I like. Oh, Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt, maybe.
3: That, that That's a very... was very Swan
0: Song was the one that just came out, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but um, I have no idea what Blood regardless, Hunt. Regardless, it's going to depend on when some of these games drop because we don't have, um. Dates on some of them, like Silk Song, for example, it's supposed to be dropping really soon, but we don't have a definitive date. I don't think I still think we don't have a definitive date for um, Plague Tale Requiem yet. No, we do, we got it yesterday. Oh, we did okay. When's October? It? Just, just got it October? It's October, yeah. God damn it,
3: makes sense, fair enough. If it's any, got it. I mean, it wasn't really a horror game, but it was kind of spooky yeah yeah i kind of had that vibe it makes sense if they're gonna do global
1: that. pandemic spooky <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but i mean yeah i hopefully the back end of this year is going to be a little bit more action-packed for those of you looking forward to that i kind
3: of like a slow summer honestly like i'm, I I'm fine with that I've i've got so much else going on just with family mm-hmm. and everything that I, i'm I'm okay with the summer being a little slow for gaming. I got a lot
0: of summer weddings. I could use the time off mhm yep 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 um, <clears throat> well, I mean that's it for the topic. uh, I think that was a i mean obviously there's so much we could cover that happened in the first half half of the year, like we could get down to the minutiae, but Yes, but I think not. with how detailed we were last week with, like, what's upcoming, I think, here's the thing, like, at the, at the end of the day, we're a personality-driven podcast, we're talking about the things that really interest us, of course we're going to miss things, and that's why we have those, you know, uh, topic of the week posts, so you can chime in and add your voice to whatever it is we're talking about, because we certainly miss stuff, you know, that happens, and I'm sure we miss stuff in this conversation, so... Definitely in the future, if you want to be a part of the conversation, it's always good to comment, you know, not because we're like trying to gloss over your guys' ideas, but like we, exactly want to, why. we want to add, <laughs> we want to add it to the, you know, the list of opinions and ideas that we ourselves have. And we want to reflect on that because it's kind of like a round table for us in some ways. So, um, yeah, we can't talk about everything of this year. Yeah. Otherwise we would bore the fuck out of you guys, but and I ourselves. think we covered it. So let's uh let's head on to our first break and we after that we will come right back and we will talk about some gaming and stuff. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: Ah the summer breeze. The sun is beaming, the waves are crashing. Life is good.
2: Mr. Mister, Mr.
3: Mister. Uh, m- What? What in the blazes is going on? X-Tree, X-Tree, read all about it! Read what, lad? Spit it out! How did you find me on vacation? Swordjump
1: has tank tops, beach towels, and much more over at store.swordjump.com
3: Store.swordjump.com? Store.swordjump.com store.dotsoorchomp. yes Store.swordchomp.com Store.swordchomp.com yes damn it ah <sighs> it worked i can going to enjoy my afternoon nap in peace
0: hey mister did you hear about store dot Hey y'all, we're back now.
1: Yes, quite. Whoa. I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> now this episode makes no sense! <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Let's try that again. Hey y'all! Hello. I'm back. I'm blowjob bots cousin, dirty Quit. hairy cut cut linguist robot. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead, force big boy. You make my day. Take... I'm going to force you <laughs> to take this dick. Take it. Take it. Take it. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some fucking games <laughs>
2: Okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take this Game talk um, TMNT Shredder's Revenge Just recently came out And uh, We sat down to play it We played uh, a lot of it uh, Actually Rich I and I up. did a co-op of it And unfortunately on the back end of that I was falling asleep I'm sorry Rich I woke up in like <laughs> 8 a.m i was falling asleep too but that was because i hadn't had coffee yet were were you pissed at all that like you could see me on camera just dozing off
1: bro i was still dozing off like i sent that message to you and i did not get out of bed until you messaged me back um i'm sorry uh, no no that's fine i like we both knew we were both gonna be in like no shape to do this but i want that game's fun we should do it
0: again i have some we should
1: finish it up we should finish it up yeah
0: I I have uh days coming off coming up that I'm gonna have off here pretty soon, that um like a lot of days. So and you as in, in the next week, so we'll have plenty of time to do that, for sure. So we'll have to coordinate some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll have to probably do it in your
0: mornings, my evening, because I do not yeah. have days yeah, off yeah, in yeah. that week. Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely like, a more of a morning person. So
1: we're close to finishing it anyway. So
0: yeah, but let's actually talk about the games. So obviously this is a um ba- kind of based off of an older game it's a beat-em-up style the graphics are in that uh i would say 16 bit or 32 bit
1: there's I-, I was doing a lot of comparing this to uh the original arcade game and to um turtles in time which like yeah. is clearly like the predecessor to those two games mm. and um while it does obviously like evoke, and, and what's interesting to me is like, I think it's clear who the target audience is for this, which is like 30 and 40 somethings. Um, because the style of the characters is of the, the old cartoon, like the cartoon we grew up with, yeah. Um, not of anything mm-hmm. modern happening right now, but like noticeably, um, the sprites are like a little bit more squished. Mm. Uh, but I think more like it, it's not a bad look. I'm just like everything's a little bit more stretched out in that original arcade game, but that was working within its limitations and stuff right but um it still totally uh evokes the style of that but it is noticeably different yes
0: yes um it it, it's 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 it looks retro in a lot of ways but it has some modern sensibilities to it i think um in some ways visually but it mostly looks retro largely and looks retro it, it,
1: it's modern sensibilities are more in the design stance and i think that's what like sets it apart so much hmm. uh because they they did all of the the modern trappings that you would want for a game like this because it is an arcade beat-em-up it is 100 percent that um but like you can party up with strangers you can have up to six people playing this game at once which is insane uh like so all dumb. four turtles april and splinter if you match make and like get in there with six people, it's hectic as shit in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I did th- this is before I played with you, Shay, and I think I mentioned it to you when we were playing. I did the thing you do, uh, being someone that grew up with the Turtles arcade game, which is I fired up this game and I picked Donatello because he's the best, and I quickly discovered he is not the best in this. Uh, <laughs> they've rebalanced things. Uh, Donatello still has that, that dope range, but he doesn't have that combo where he like flicks the foot soldier over his shoulder anymore. But I'm okay with that because it kind of makes everybody more viable. Hmm. Um. But I mean, we had a, we had a ton of fun with it. I was playing Mikey, you were playing Raph, and we were
0: we were beating up uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. It was good times. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, as in Bebop, the character, not our friend and patron. Bebop. No, it was him. We fought him. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh no um no it, yeah it was a lot of fun it was a very straightforward beat em up style game i really liked the variation in enemies they kept it fresh from um level to level i never felt like i was beating up on the same kind of enemies they all required slightly different strategies even if they were like palette swaps of foot soldiers or fo- foot clan yeah, they are, but they have different behaviors. They have, yeah, very different behaviors, very different weapons, different styles, all sorts of stuff. And they they threw other enemies in there as well um, that kept it incredibly varied. There are a ton of cameos in this game from uh, different... Cameos uh, in
3: this? They
0: have yeah. camels. Uh, the Punk Frogs are in this game,
1: which is a deep cut. Uh... But, man, that level design is great. There's, like, a ton of collectibles, and it's not totally clear what all of them do for you, but it does give you a little incentive to go back in the levels. Uh, characters are getting experience and getting mm. stronger,
0: and that is a character-to-character thing. I liked that. I liked that a lot, that there was, like, some level of progression in a beat-em-up, because that's not, it's not an, a usual an. But it never feels thing. like... Yeah, but it, at the same time, it never
1: feels like I'm like, oh, I need to grind out before I can get this boss. Like, that was never right. an issue. Exactly. Um, There's just the trappings of like, it feels like the writing you would get in an old arcade game like this, but it still comes across as really good. Uh, Like that first level is uh, a a news station, like a TV station. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite bits in that level, because it's just such good set dressing for an arcade game like this, is uh, there's a point where you're going through all the studios that are on air, and every section is a different like TV show. Like it'll be like a, a workout show, a cooking show. And every time you walk onto a set, the foot are dressed like they're in the middle of filming something, and they just put down what they're doing to fight you. Like there'll be foot ninjas with like chef's hats on baking, and they just like put down their utensils to fight you. It's, it's <laughs> fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I will say that like that first level is awesome, it's very memorable. I will say on the flip side of that, a lot of the levels were not very memorable to me. And um, that may be just because I haven't played the game enough times yet. Like for me, like when I play Streets of Rage, when I play Golden Axe, when I play um, Streets of Rage 4, even, which is a more recent game, um, a lot of different beat em ups, the levels usually stand out to me. This game felt like while the level design is good, the levels themselves didn't really stick out to me as much. I Again, I don't know if that's just lack of time spent with the game or it's just the actual I design th- of the levels themselves.
1: I think that might be lack of time because, for me, and, like, I, a lot of this stuff is still sticking in my head and I'm remembering it, and granted it is more recent, I could not tell you what a single level of Streets of Rage 4 looks like, and I beat that game, like, four times.
0: Man, you don't remember the level where, um... You're going through the police station, or the level where you end up fighting the guy at the end in the uh, Cherry Blossom rooftop? No. I remember no. that there is a police station. The Cherry Blossom thing, I don't remember at all. Oh, man. There's some really good...
1: I also don't there. like Streets of Rage 4 the same way you do. Uh, Streets of Rage in general, rather. Hmm. I, don't, I don't dislike Streets... I like the soundtrack of Streets of Rage more than I like anything about Streets of Rage.
0: I think it's a lot of people. Yeah. Probably. But, I, I yeah, I really like the... Level design in Streets of Rage four, but I mean not to get not to compare them too much. Um, yeah, I I'm definitely gonna. I'm not saying that the levels are bad. Level design is bad. I just I don't really remember them, so I definitely want to play this There's game. There's a a lot of good background
1: gags and stuff um, that I are worth noticing, and it's nice to have the collectibles to give you incentive to uh, to replay.
0: Re- yeah, replayability factor. Yeah, I would agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, Uh, One thing that you and I did encounter in our playthrough that I do want to mention because I encountered it when I also played the game solo is I think that there is a definite um, difficulty spike with some bosses and then some of them are just insanely easy. And it's confusing why they're placed in certain points, you know, obviously made like a true arcade game. Yeah, well, like I think it was the 14th or 15th level fighting that boss was the easiest boss I fought in the entire game. And yeah. was, it took me, like, all of 15 seconds to beat it. And I was like, why the fuck is this towards the end of the game? Whereas, um, I can't remember reasons. exactly which boss it was that you and I, I struggled with, Rich. It was when
1: uh, we were fighting
0: Rocksteady in the van. Yes. That boss fight was insanely difficult. And it's, like, midway through the game. And I was like, why is this not towards the back end? This doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, it, there's some strange choices, but I feel like that's just arcade game syndrome. And like, you'd have to fundamentally change design, and it feels almost purposeful, hmm. but in a way that's not great. But it's also not bad enough that it really makes me want to gripe about it. Um, it makes me. It, it was bad
0: enough for me to gripe. I
1: don't. About. I don't think it's not worth griping about. Is what I just, It's just kind of a thing that I go. Eh, that is what it is.
0: Um, I. You know. I. I. I disagree. I. Th- I feel like with those games there should be a natural progression. And the thing is with this game, it is consistently rolling out new combo moves and new abilities for you. And if it's going to do that, it would stand a reason that the bosses that you're going to be fighting utilize some of those combos that they're trying to roll out. I mean, like, granted, it's not a beat 'em em up style game, but I think about, like, Trek to Yomi, where as you were fighting some of those bosses further in the game or some of those enemy types, they were utilizing those new abilities that they were rolling out to you for example and i'm just using that because it's sure. a very recent example why this game didn't do that is a little biz- bit bizarre considering the fact that it has a lot of modern trappings in the game why yeah, they I wouldn't don't, keep that consistent
1: I, I don't think the brawler lends itself well to the, like you need to utilize this ability to progress now but it there should be a consi- like i i agree with you in the sense of like the bosses should be more balanced in in terms of steady
0: growth yeah i um, mean like it could even be something as simple as like not changing the order but like with that van boss when we're hitting the van we were just like ch- barely chipping away at its health you know like yeah, i, make I didn't a think hit, that was make the biggest a hit problem worth, make a hit worth more damage against a boss like that you know the the interrupts on that boss
1: I think were the bigger problem but yeah you're yeah 100% there there's things you could do to rebalance and make yeah. those things feel yeah. better S-
0: small fine tuning things that they can probably fix with updates like you do more damage against the van boss that I can't remember the name of the boss I'm talking about like towards the back end of the game uh, I don't know what the name of that boss is but it it seemed like that guy was just taking fucking hits like he couldn't like he couldn't handle any damage being done to him. It wasn't the so, Baxter
1: Stockman boss, was it? Cuz I feel like they make him easy as a joke because it's Baxter Stockman.
0: That might that might have been it. And that that's fair, but like um yeah, just like make it to where he's a little bit more of a sponge. You know, to balance out the game in some ways. So I think they're just sure. like it's 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 not great. The balance is not great. It's a problem that can be fixed pretty easily. So a problem. Yeah, and you're the solution, baby. I don't know what that means. Me neither. But um, I thought it was a fun game. I definitely am gonna play it more. I want to play with all the characters at some point. Um, I don't know how, how much I care about the collectibles. I got all the VHS tapes, turned them in, and like, cool. Here's an additional hundred points. And I was like, okay, thanks. What we not now is a new X Men
1: arcade game.
0: That would Please be deliver.
1: dope. That Please would deliver. Please
0: deliver. That would be dope. But I've really enjoyed my time with this game so far. It's been really nostalgic in a lot of ways, and I'm excited to play more. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Rich, let's talk about what we uh, delayed, unfortunately, last week due to our over-exuberance for uh, talking about Naughty 3. Let's talk about the initial offerings of the PS Plus to which you have experienced so far. Sure. Um, So new PS Plus rolled out. I am a part of the premium
1: tier, uh, which is the one that gives you a bunch of retro stuff. It gives you the PS3, PS Now streaming stuff. It gives you a bunch of PS4 stuff. Um, And I'll say off the bat, I was a little bit more optimistic as to what they were doing here. I think there's some good reason and justification why the offerings are so limited right now, and they are pretty limited. Mm. Um, I want to start by saying I did what I told everyone I would do. I platinumed Ape Escape. uh, Good job, buddy. these these games have trophies now, Um, all these PS1 classics. So what I noticed immediately, and I took some notes about what I think is good here and what I think is bad, none of these games are straight we dumped an emulator and a ROM on here. Like, even these PS1 titles are things they've done some work to. There, there are options in them. Um, they have trophies now, for example. Uh, there is a rewind feature.
0: Uh, I think that's pretty typical of a lot of those ported games, you know, to have a rewind y- yeah, feature. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's a given, but what it seems to me is
1: that, like, they are taking more of the, like, Nintendo Switch Online approach to the classics library than the Game Pass approach. Good. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that's pretty good, honestly. Um, if you really want to laugh, uh, if you want to see a postage stamp on your TV, you can revert these games to their original resolution. That <laughs> I is mean, an, that's kind of cool. Like, play. Like, I'm sure there are purists out there who want to play it. <laughs> it would be insane way. to do that on a modern television, but you have the option. You certainly have the option.
2: Why
3: is um, it? Why would it do it that way instead of actually changing the resolution? So it would then get upscaled by the TV. I don't, I, I don't know. It's like hilarious, the only though, way it would show the posted stamp is if it didn't change the resolution. And it and does. Just, trust me, man. The thing I was in the middle.
1: Like that's. I was playing. I was playing Wild Arms in a little tiny box because I thought it was funny. So
3: weird. What? Like, yeah.
1: It's it's very strange, but it's there. Um... In other baffling decisions, why is Wild Arms and Wild Arms 3 there, but not Wild Arms 2? Why would you do this to me, Sony? Why would you do this to me?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I, I wonder why those choices get made, because like the, the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection that came out for the PS3, 360, or sorry, sorry, the Mega Genesis, or Sega Genesis... I always out. mix up the fucking names. Whatever. The collection on the Sega Genesis one, um, they had Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4, but not one.
1: I I don't know. Um, I mean, honestly, I think, like, I I bet you that game pops up at some point. It's probably, like, a weird degree of work they're doing to it. Mm. Um, The other thing I wanted to point out, like, all the PS2 games that are on there right now are the ones they had already made, like, updated PS4 versions for. Um, Same goes for a lot of those PS3 games that are direct download. Like, Mm. they're not dumping ROMs. They're putting modern ports of these games, which makes me think, yeah, one, they said PSP titles, and there really are none right now. Which, I mean, it's clear there's going to there's gonna be more stuff coming to this, but it looks yeah. like they're curating and doing work to the stuff they're putting up, which I do appreciate. Um, yeah. a, th- a thing that bothers me from, like, a historical standpoint is in the facts on PSN, all of these games are listed as, like, came out in 2022. Like, okay. because it's, that's when this port came out. Yeah. I like put put the original info. Like we want the historic like you you can have it like this port was released whenever, but also put like, you know, originally released in 1990 whatever. Mm. Um I like just from a preservationist standpoint, I think it's important to have that. And I hope they listen to other people who are saying the same thing and eventually do that sort of stuff. Um I mean, like I said right now it's kind of slim pickings, but we've been so down this year that, like, I am playing some old stuff that it's nice to have a convenient place to, to play and it's nice to have trophy lists for. Like, I'm trying to get all the trophies in Wild Arms right now because it's neat that Wild Arms has a platinum trophy. Hmm. Um, that is
0: really fucking cool.
1: It The other thing is, like, it remains to be seen and Sony has already made the case that I completely understand from a company Sony's size as opposed to Microsoft's size and the type of games that Sony makes... Going, like, we make big single-player experiences. We can't give those away for free because there's no way for us to make more money off of God of War once you buy God of War. Like, I get why those tent poles aren't coming there immediately. But they are putting stuff up that has been out for a while already. Returnal is on there. Um, If you hadn't played that yet, that's good. Um, Stray, which is, I know, a game we all want to play is coming to that day one. So they are making deals to get stuff on there. It's not completely devoid of stuff. And I think the longer you wait, the the better these offerings are going to look. Like it's mm. not a Game Pass value, but for what I'm looking for out of it, I it's worth it to me because I like having a place to play a lot of these PS1 games and stuff.
0: Yeah, I imagine it's not gonna be for everybody, but I think Definitely that, not. I think this is I don't know, I'm I'm conflicted. Like in some ways this is good because it the the retro market is so inflated right now and unreasonably grossly ballooned in terms of price and what people are charging for some of those games but at the same time you don't own these games
1: oh oh also i should point out now that you're saying that shay because i completely neglected this detail you can own this stuff if you don't want to subscribe to ps plus premium those ps1 classics you can just go spend ten dollars on them and own them digitally yeah if you want to buy, like, uh, again, it's a thing I think Nintendo should have done with their online solution. If you yeah, want to own this stuff piecemeal, option. you are given the option. And it seems weird to, like, pat someone on the back for giving you another way to spend money, but I do think it's nice to go, well, I don't really want to spend $17 a month on this service, but I really want to play Ape Escape now that it's available on my PS5, and I could just go, I'm going to spend nine ninety nine on that.
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah. Like I'm curious, end of life, what that's going to look like on the Switch. Like what they're going yeah. to do with all those ports that they've made. <sighs> I mean, um, my
1: hope is that that service continues to exist. It almost definitely will on their new, their next platform. But will the stuff that's already there just be there? Just move one, over to the, the next
3: platform or, or, or what? The, exactly. Because that's if it's one of those things where they just kind of. Disappear or something weird. It, that w- that's gonna kind of suck. So that would suck. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: But yeah, yeah. L- not a lot currently, but they're they're working on it, and I think the stuff they got out day one is a lot of stuff I wanted to play again. So it's it's cool. It's fun times. Go play Jumping Flash. Go play Ape Escape. Go play Wild Arms. Jumping
0: Flash is fun. It is. It's true. Been telling people for years, man. That game's good. Ape Escape is a very gettable platinum, everyone. There you go. Um, well, cool. Uh, let's talk about Neon White for a little bit, because uh, Josh yeah. has been sitting here patiently listening to us talk about games. It's his time to shine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this is another
3: one I've been waiting for for, I guess, only about a year. They didn't really announce this too far ahead of time, or if they had, it hadn't really caught on until last we year. We were definitely
1: streaming whenever this got announced, Josh. I remember yes. distinctly us being like, I want to go to there.
3: Exactly. Um, Neon White is an... First-person platformer sort of in the speedrunning vein, which there, there, there are a slash few Slash visual of. novel. Sla- yeah, slash visual novel. They do more... Slash v- very horny visual novel. <laughs> yes. Yes, like this is kind of uh mirror's edge kind of came and went and there was a you know small we're gonna make first person platformer type scene mostly on the pc Mm. right out of that a, a lot of which are based on moving ridiculously flat fast and rocket jumping and other sort of you know pc standard type movement options um this is kind of re-examining that formula and making it sexier. Yeah, much sexier. It's, they kind of streamlined a lot of it, but also added flexibility to these systems, kind of making parts of it into a puzzle. Like, okay,
1: well, I mean, it was, and they uh, added cards, which we all love.
3: Yes, yeah. The I the, do like me a card. Mm-hmm. The the card system in this game is really cool. Um, basically. In the level, there will be different cards for different weapons you can pick up mm. that have a, a set amount of ammo to them, so you can like use them for their regular, just shooting function um, for killing enemies. Because you are running through these levels, uh, killing all the demons along the way and getting to the exit is kind of the the goal for all the levels you're in, other than, like, they have a few that are slightly different, uh, like, you know, end-of-mission boss level type things. Um, But mostly that's what you're doing, and the interesting thing about those cards is, like, you'll pick up a pistol that kind of, you know, shoots fairly accurately, slowly, doesn't do a ton of damage. You can just, you know, shoot... um, until you run of ammo, and you'll just, you know, it'll be gone. And or, all the cards have a discard ability, where if you just choose to discard the card that you've got, um, you'll you'll do something different, like the pistol being a double jump, so you can jump again in the air. Um, mm. You'll get a rocket launcher, which... Is a rocket launcher like always, which will also let you rocket jump with the primary fire, like like you'd assume you could. Uh, but with a discard ability, where if you throw the weapon away, you've now got like a hook shot, um, kind of built into the same card, which you can only use the one time because you're discarding it. Um, so much of the level is kind of figuring out. A lot of times your first time through optimal pathing. Well, yeah, that for the, you know, speed run, speed run part of it, but some of these levels are hard just to get through your first time through because just the, the tools you're given have to be used in fairly specific ways to even get to the end, um, because the um, card system. In there will hmm. only let you have two weapons at a time. So like if you pick up a third one, it will discard whichever weapon you're not currently using. So it can be a matter of using the tools they give you in a way that'll actually even let you get through a level sometimes. Um, and then optimizing from there is kind of its own challenge. Um, it It is really excellently done as far as that challenge goes um the um, really clean heavenly aesthetic there with lots of you know like really kind of lots of lots of white with bright colors to have things stand out showing where uh interactables are really looks good that's something that frankly mirror's edge did extremely well early on is like let's make an art style that plays well to what you're actually doing through this which is running through as fast as you can so it needs to be readable just in an instant um and they made an art style that works really well with that um it is sort of a what's the way to put this? Like, 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 like Rich was saying kind of visual novel, horny visual novel, which very, I don't, I don't see a reason to make that distinction. You said visual novel. Um, yeah, but those things are mutually exclusive. Yes. Um, (laughs) I, I, I think that may not be, you know, an aesthetic, some people are looking for i can un- kind of understand, but it works really well like for the gameplay aspect of it um i i I have just absolutely loved this game I've put in a ton of hours into a game that um it's funny when you when you get to the end of it it'll show you your overall time like how how long did it take me to complete all these levels so you can then mm. you've you've got you know your time in a level and then your overall time for like the whole thing um for all the all the different levels combined um and it, it ends up being like almost nothing by the time you actually go through it but i've put in like it was like almost 30 hours currently for a game that if you were just running through it is nowhere near that amount of time which i like um and they, they, as you go through each level, you kind of, they have it broken up kind of like a, a lot of the aesthetic in this game looks kind of like early 2000s type aesthetic that kind of sort of, not overly edgy, but kind of... Like Devil May Cry, or like a, a lot of that sort of almost edgy type of a, a feel to it. That aesthetic to it? Yeah, yeah. The game really feels like it's 20 years old in a lot of ways, aesthetically. And kind of sensibility-wise, you get, at the end of the mission, um, like bronze just for finishing, and then silver, gold, and then like a... I don't remember if they... I think they just say aced it but it looks vaguely diamond like for like your your medals for finishing a level and like they pop up in a way that kind of looks an awful lot like devil may cry or something it's it's very much going for this old aesthetic which i dig because i you know, kind of grew up playing a lot of those games um but then as you unlock each additional um tier they'll they'll give you like finishing it all at all, will unlock a collectible that's just somewhere in the level that you'll then have hmm. to go find, and then a lot of times, kind of like I mentioned, the whole the puzzling aspect of it, like figuring out how to get through, sometimes they'll just be in bizarre places. Like, how, how do I even get there? Like, places that look completely off the map, you shouldn't be able to get to. But there's obviously a collectible up there. You've got to figure out how to, like, stockpile the exact cards you need to be able to get over out of bounds in a specific Mm. place, which is a really cool feeling. Like so much of the way the game is put together really kind of gets you in a speedrunning mindset between the collectibles, just being in just some of the dumbest places. So like, okay, how can I use my tool set to get to this place that normally you wouldn't even think was possible uh, to then, um, not all the levels, but a lot of them will have, like, once you get the gold medal, if you want to get the ace one, it will have, like, a little icon that will pop up somewhere in the level that will show you, there's there's, there's a shortcut or, or something over this direction that you might want to look at. Maybe, maybe you could change your pathing if you looked in this direction. Point you in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to kind of get you in the mindset of rethinking how you'll get through something, which is... Something I think a lot of games in this genre that I've I've seen so far gloss over. They just assume that they're like, eh, I figure it out. Well, yeah, like they figure, like anyone who's into this genre will already be doing that. And I feel like this game really does a good job of kind of pointing you in the right direction. If that's not helping your
1: brain get there, if you're not inclined to do so already. If you're not already
3: already someone who's into speedrunning or breaking games, in a way that, like, I, I've, I've talked about and this it could several times before. Change the way before. you think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, I, get I try get to break into almost that. everything I play just because of you know how long I've played games and you know just kind of the way. Yeah, I think about them, but it's it's really That's why people need don't that like they're... playing video games with us. We're not fun at parties. Exactly, exactly. But I, I do like that they're kind of the levels are built in a way that kind of. Might get you into that. It might, you know, make you rethink, you know, what you can do in a game, and maybe not just this one. Like I, I think this might be a gateway into speedrunning for a lot of
0: people, um, which is really cool. That's dumb. Yeah. Hell yeah! I, I like, like we talked about so many times. I like when devs uh, kind of cater to that crowd, the speedrunning crowd. It's always cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Inclusivity. Woo! To mm-hmm. us weirdos. That's right, you <laughs> fucking weirdo. You fucking suck. We love you all the same. But one more mm-hmm. game we gotta talk about really quickly. Rich, you played Gundam Evolution, the beta. Tell us Yeah, about it.
1: there's a network test uh going on for Gundam Evolution right now, and I played a few matches, fellas, and let me give you the sales pitch. Give me the uh, scoop. Coming out later this year, Gundam Evolution is a free-to-play complete rip-off of Overwatch, but with <laughs> Gundams. It's pretty cool. Um so, surprise surprise to people who listen to this podcast, I really like Gundam uh quite a bit. So this is a hero shooter in the style of Overwatch, point capture and all that, 6 on 6. Uh, where your heroes are well-known mobile suits from across
3: Gundam franchises. They hmm. even um, stole six-on-six, six, really? That's Yeah. It, not not even hiding it. Like, Overwatch is the Josh, only it's game
1: who has done six-on-six. Six. It's literally the same game. Um, what surprised me off the bat is how like, first-style tile is, and I believe there's a, considerably more than this that are going to be in the final game, but there's a, 13 mobile suits available um, in this network test, and I tried, a f- I handed a few of them. There's, like, the obvious ones, like, there's a pretty basic RX-7-8, which, for people who don't watch Gundam, that is the Gundam you see whenever people say Gundam. Mm-hmm. The protocol like, the bare droid. bones one. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Um, uh, which has, you know, a pretty basic beam rifle attack, he has a shield, he beam saber, uh, pretty, like, all-around DPS character. Um... And then you have things that are tanky as hell, like the gun tank, which is an older type of Gundam unit that has tank treads and no legs. That is all firepower and beefy damage. Um, One of my favorites to use is Gundam Barbatos, who is the main character's mobile suit from Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, which is one of my favorite of the more recent anime series. And for anyone who has seen Gundam Barbatos, his thing is he has a gigantic fucking mace, so all of his attacks are built around pure melee. Uh, is a slight, like, half-tanky, he has no guns whatsoever, it is all this giant mace and it feels Mm. delightful to play, um, but yeah, I mean, like, it it just, it feels, it's a nice feeling shooter, it's gonna be free-to-play, I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of cosmetic options, even looking through the stuff they're showing off in the network test, there's clearly a ton of cosmetic stuff, um, but I'm surprised at how much it just feels like Overwatch, uh, Possibly key difference from Overwatch is you can down enemies in this. Uh, and it's a very mm. brief window. What I mean is basically the way they justify it in the lore is because you're obviously piloting mobile suits, is your mobile suit gets disabled before it gets destroyed. Um, so once you're disabled, you can't move, and the enemy kind of needs to get a good few shots on, in on you to finish you off, and your health's also ticking down overall. Mm. But if your team can clear the enemy out of the way, they can res you. Okay. Um, which, and on top of that, there's a few, I didn't play too much with it, but I it might end up being kind of the thing I feel comfortable with. Uh, I played a little bit as the Turn A Gundam, who is one of the healing classes in this network test. He has a very Overwatch sort of healing ability feel. Basically, he has a group heal he can drop in an area um, and then has a long-range beam rifle that can chip away some pretty good damage, so much like a thing I applauded Overwatch for back in the day. uh, They have healers that feel like they can actually hurt enemies too, which is nice.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm like 0% interested in this, but I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. I'm having fun. um, And if you are looking for something that feels
1: like Overwatch, but you can feel less icky about playing, uh, maybe it's worth keeping an eye on.
0: I think, yeah, yeah, that's cool for those who, you know, Maybe quit playing Blizzard, um, Activision games, and we're like, I I need to scratch that itch. I think that's cool,
1: but yeah, it is 100% that it is an ability-based hero shooter. But the heroes are mobile suits. It has units have ults like an Overwatch. The AI is like, look up an image of some of the AI floating around in the videos people are taking. It is the Overwatch HUD. It is so shameless in what it's doing, and I don't think it sh- should feel ashamed of it. Like. They've taken a hero shooter uh, genre that works and just applying the Bandai Namco property of Gundam to it, and I think it's pretty cool.
3: I kind of like the idea, frankly, because the few games we've seen do anything like this have really only kind of taken the idea of heroes should feel slightly different and then done completely different things with them, with like Valorant being, oh, this is just a tactical shooter, and Apex being, this is just a battle royale. But
1: also, the mo- the movement feels phenomenal because you were talking about a game where you're playing as mobile suit Gundams, or not—they're not even all Gundams. Like you could play as a Zaku, you could play as a normal mobile suit. Because they are these fighting robots, like everyone has a jetpack,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, so everyone has like a glide on their jump with a booster. Everybody feels super smooth when they're boosting and running. Um, what shakes it up a little bit, which is nice, is depending on the kind of unit you are, some have, like, a longer stamina bar for sprinting and boosting, like, okay, Barbatos has no ranged weapon, but he has, like, four bars of stamina, whereas a ranged unit typically has, like, two, Mm. and it's, like, a clearly purposeful design, like, all his weapons are short-range weapons, so he needs to boost and get in there quick and hit and get out.
0: Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's cool there's a lot of variation in there going on.
1: Yeah, and uh, I like I said, 13 in this network test alone, and I believe there's supposed to be at least like 18 in the final game. Okay. And I'm sure they will add more units as time goes on. There's nothing but robots too my oh, yeah, for that Oh, yeah, got to sell series. models. They're going to keep selling them to me, and I'm going to keep stacking them in the corner and having no time to build them.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks for detailing that... Um that uh beta to us it's good that you know get that information out there in some ways yeah it's it's a it's a fun time cool well uh that's it for the game talk like i said we're gonna keep it pretty simple and easy um we're gonna go on our second and last commercial break what stick do you mean? around we'll be back with the polls and the patreon shout out so don't go that already minute. happened So don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Don't trust his lies. I'm I'm scared, he's lying to you. Psst, Shay. Shay, you there? Yeah, what's up?
1: I don't know if Josh can hear us. I hacked into his edit of the podcast so we could plug the other shows. Quick, you gotta gotta tell me what kind of new shows we have on the horizon. What's going on? What's in the feed?
0: Okay, so it was like I was saying to my friend the other day, that freedom isn't free, bitch.
2: That's a reference for no
0: one, but that is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not why I'm here. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about new episodes of Evoking the Sublime. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that podcast that I recently got three new episodes up on. Yeah. Thanks for pitching that, man. Thanks for plugging that. No, I am legally obligated to. Well, I heard you got some episodes up on uh Chomping at the Bits.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh we got a new one up on Kirby where we talk about all about his history, his first two games in depth and his just general facts about him overall. Oh, oh, shit. Here comes Josh. Uh Josh, we were just we were just telling the people about uh Chomping After Dark and nothing else like you requested. Maybe maybe you could tell them a little bit about that.
3: Chomping After Dark. Yeah, Yeah,
2: you
0: you remember that. Yeah, you know that one. While I'm editing, how how did you get here?
1: It's not important. The point is, Chopping After Dark is a show where we spoil video games and sometimes
0: movies. I heard we do comic books occasionally and TV shows, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Occasionally we do do those things. Yeah, and you said doo-doo. I did say doo doo. It's funny because it comes from your butt. <laughs> That's right. Um well anyways, Josh, we'll let you get back to editing. Sorry about interrupting you.
2: How did they even get into this edit?
0: Hey guys, guess what? We're back. Tell me! Oh sorry. We're back. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're gonna do some uh social media polls now. What'd you call me? Social media polls. Oh, continue then. Yeah. I got the social media polls right here, which you can vote on every Tuesday at the Sword Chomp. Blowjob bot loves democracy. Blowjob bot? It's been a while since we've heard from you. What's been going on back there?
1: I am the representative of a
0: democratic republic where we vote in blowjobs. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, the crusty old ass... Um, people who uh, run our government probably appreciate that.
1: It honestly, I've been to Blowjob Bots Planet. It takes forever at the
0: polling station.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Oh, that's where they spell poll with P O L E for obvious <laughs> reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Also, I yeah. guess Blowjob Bots an alien um, robot. I, I'm making up his backstory on the fly, so it's hard for me to keep track of.
0: Well, I mean, yep. he's giving you that information through garbling balls, or I should say, gargling, not garbling. Garbled speech and gargling balls would probably be the best way to say it. Yeah. That. No, yeah. the the gargling's yeah. intentional. The garbling is just a side effect. Well, it, blowjob yes. bot
1: doesn't gargle balls. He has a separate hole specifically for blowjobs.
0: So like he has two holes: one for the dick, and then like yeah, one the ju- one's just for, for the
1: talking, balls.
0: and one is for for. Cock and balls. <laughs> oh, there you go. So he has three holes. Like mm. he has a mouth for speaking on the side, and then the dick hole, and then the balls hole. Yes. Yeah. Cool. He's a he's a modern day golf ball cleaner. Anyways, yeah. uh, pole day.
3: <laughs> Those bristles do not feel as good as you'd hope. Yeah.
2: No, they're well, very stiff, and they're dirty. Uh-huh.
3: Old men stick their clubs yeah. in there.
0: So. <laughs> Elden Ring is the game. Is this the game of the year so far for you? Um, I was surprised. Fifty-one percent of people said definitely, and forty-three or sorry, forty-nine percent of people. I don't know where I pulled pulled forty-three from. uh, Forty-nine percent of people said not quite. Um, Forty-three.
1: I think that's like a a reasonable number because even and earlier in the show, I was talking about how much I love Elden Ring. I still don't know if it's going to be my game of the year. I can tell you without a doubt, it's going to be top three mm but I don't know if it's gonna like I've had some interesting surprises this year uh in terms of like games I wouldn't have played on a um busier year
0: right yeah absolutely um yeah I'm not surprised to see, i i I'm surprised to see it not higher, but you know sure yeah to, yeah with i mean maybe that's just our 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 audience i guess I'm not sure but um Next poll: yep. Which wholesome game has been the better experience um, between Pokemon Legends Arceus and Kirby, and the Forgotten? Um, excuse me, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Forty-eight percent of people said Arceus, and fifty-two percent of people said Kirby. So it's—I mean, almost right down the Kirby's middle. Kirby's pretty good.
3: Yeah, that, that split makes sense. It kind of depends what you're in the mood for. Um,
1: Part of me is surprised this the split is in favor of Kirby, but I'm not upset about it.
0: Yeah. I Like, Kirby is a more self-contained experience, though, where you can, you know, start and stop that much more easily, I think. Really? Because I'm pretty sure uh, I did a
1: two-hour podcast about Kirby lore for this <laughs> website. <laughs> so I don't know how self-contained it is. Yeah. Um, also fair.
3: Yeah. Every now and then you're in the mood for grinding, and then other times you're in the mood for eldritch horror.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we have to get together and talk about strawberry shortcakes and the origin of Meta
3: hmm
1: Meta Knight.
0: You gotta say like the Super Smash. Yeah, you gotta say it in the Super Smash Yeah, voices. no, it's Although worth, it's worth say saying. It. Uh, which adventure game did you enjoy more, Horizon Forbidden West or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? Horizon got seventy percent of the vote, and Tiny Tina got thirty. That seems high for Tiny Tina. <laughs> I, I I think I think that you're letting your hatred blind yourself to the realism I, it's it. not hatred I just don't like bad games you haven't even played it yeah, or are you talking no, about I, Borderlands I, I,
1: I don't have to eat a turd to know it tastes like
0: shit you have a point never stopped me <laughs> <laughs> See, <I> know.
2: <laughs>
0: you know knowledge is power and power is powerful.
1: The more you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Ding, ding, Dun, ding, ding. ding. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which martial arts game did you have more fun with? Sifu or Trek to Yomi? Which one do you guys think won? I It was Sifu for me. I don't know what way it swung for
3: this vote. I think, mm, I don't know. I, I kind of think Trek to Yomi might have a slight edge from being on Game Pass. Is kind of my only my only thought. The only reason that would be higher, but I think as far as like
0: which one's actually better, I think Sifu. But well, good news for you guys. Most of our target audience agreed with you. Sifu got a whopping seventy one percent as to cool. thinking it was the more enjoyable game. It's uh, really Diyomi- good. yeah, twenty
2: nine
0: percent. I I need to get back to Sifu. I
1: never
3: finished it. Me either. I really need to get back to That that, that was because
0: that, that
2: was
3: the a, beginning of when all the games came out for yeah. the, you know that busy Now there's time march.
1: so now yeah. might be the time. They've also added a ton of quality of life stuff to that game since launch mm. is my understanding so I'd like to see uh what changes they made.
0: Mm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Speaking of changes, guys, we got we got to play some more into the breach.
1: Yeah, we I was mm-hmm. so excited when I messaged you guys about that last night when I saw
0: that franking I was like, "Oh,
2: everybody's going to be so excited."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely and then the morning came. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about the morning. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. No, mm, legally, yeah. you can't talk about that anymore. It's- We're not. We will go to jail. Hot. Um. Well, that. I mean, like, granted, it's kind of a shorter poll week, to be honest with you, just because. Um, you know, we wanted we wanted to keep it relaxed this week. We had our such last a- podcast was eight hours. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you again, Josh, for editing that. Um, uh, holy crap! Yeah. So that if you guys didn't hear that part podcast, of me's worried that deta- I missed something because there was just so much to sift through <laughs> in there. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. Uh, we detailed all of the not E3 announcements up until that time. It's very detailed, so you can head over there, check it out. We ran through almost every conceivable thing we could. So imagine how long it'll take when e 3s back. Um. In some ways, that's kind of encouraging and exciting. So, I
1: don't. Uh, in terms of like sheer conference density, I actually don't think it'll change at all. Probably not.
0: but It'll uh, be I'm, the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's do the thing that we do at the end of every month, uh, which is shower kiss and praise um, our patrons with thanks and love for donating their money and their time to supporting Sorechomp and all its endeavors. So I want to say thank you to Josh, aka Sandwich, Bernadette, Matthew, Sai, Beefy Gamers, Bebop, Josh L, Justin, Paul, The Zalby, Tony, Amber, and Fletch. I want to say a special thank you to each and every one of you for um, you know being a part of the patron, donating your hard-earned money to us and allowing us to continue to make the content that we feel represents us <laughs> and the content that we want to put out there for you. So seriously, thank you, thank you, guys. you very, very much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for keeping the power on here.
0: And Blowjob Bot thanks you with the gift of inorganic fellatio. Yes, thank you, Blowjob Bot. With your money, <laughs> Blowjo- <laughs> you're keeping Blowjob Bot's power on. It's crazy. Tomorrow, blowjob bot's going to jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> I wonder how Jeremy Irons feels about that. Uh... <clears throat> well, you know, blokes, <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: I Jeremy Irons, it's becoming more difficult to be Jeremy Irons. Do
0: you do you remember when I was Alfred? <laughs> I do. I th- that that blow job made you a changed man.
1: I was in a movie with Ezra Miller, who's an insane person. Actually kind of true. How was that experience? I'm going to play one of the children Ezra Miller kidnaps in the biopic about Ezra
0: Miller. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to work. Aging technology uh, and CGI. CGI. (laughs) Yeah. CGI is amazing these days.
1: They're going to age me down, and I'm going to live in a barn with an AK-47 and Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller was apprehended by the police in Hawaii. How did they catch him? (laughs) It's a good question. Because he's the Flash.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get out of here, guys. Uh, It's a great show. Uh, I want to say really quickly before we head out, our usual spiel. If you want more content from us, head over to swordchomp.com, where we have three other podcasts for your listening pleasure. We also have an article section where Rich and Ray are often writing think pieces, reviews, so on and so forth. And, uh, Josh and I get the occasional article up as well. Um, I can can think,
1: despite what my dad said.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. Um, we also have a merch section at store.swordchomp.com. Store.swordchomp.com 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 I was gonna request that. (laughs) Yes. Um... Yeah, where you can check out all the stuff you can purchase, and uh, if you buy something, rep it, let us know, send us a picture, and we will throw it up on the old social media. Blowjob butt t-shirt coming soon. Um, That really should be something. That, no yeah,
1: should, that should be something.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, And last but not least, if you want to support us and be rewarded for your support, head over to patreon.com slash sword lots of deals lots of tears t-i-e-r-s not t-e-a-r-s uh, uh, like too. to always make sure we specify that <laughs> very important um, as far as blowjob bot is concerned he does not accept tears yeah, um, yeah. He, I don't run, he, he runs like, like that children's shampoo l'oreal
2: <laughs> Just you know kids. that doesn't
1: stand for no more tears it's no more tears
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. It, you're, it's yeah, 1.0 like had end. some It's a split-end. No,
1: it's a split-end thing. Everybody always I thinks hate it's when a no kid comes tears. up and
0: just tears my hair. It's the worst.
1: It's, it's about split-ends. Everybody thinks it's no more tears. That's not what it is. Oh, I thought
3: yeah, we were well, still talking about blowjob butt, because that was a major yeah, issue say, with the beta. <laughs> that
1: was a big problem with the beta model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we fixed Eli Manning, too. He's not just killing homeless people in the middle of the
0: night anymore. Because he's a beta cuck. Blowjob Bot's a beta cuck.
1: I will fucking kill
0: you. Blowjob (laughs) Bot, I told you, man. Come on. Gotta chill out, Blowjob Bot. It's just a joke. Don't be such a snowflake. That's right, Blowjob Bot. I think I did like a Sean Connery. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah, you did on that one. We
1: named the dog
2: Indiana.
0: (laughs) Alright, let's get out of here. Uh, I want to say thank you to- I want to say thank you to you, Rich, for being here. Josh, thank you for being here. Thank you, bot. Thank you, Jeremy Irons. Sean Connery, thank you for making some time out of your busy schedule to also be here. Um, I was your host, Shay. Thank you so much. Um, back end show stuff, because I'm sure all the five people listen to this. Um, due to the recent news, if you can get involved with donating to any charitable causes in regards to abortion, please do so. Um the three of us here obviously have been kind of skirting around the issue. We are all appalled by the news. So please go and figure out how you can help the cause. Um We have shared some
1: links can... over on uh Twitter uh yes. for
0: places you can donate if you are interested. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Uh we're yeah, we are beside ourselves with uh frustration and we try to make this podcast as fun and as lighthearted as possible despite what's happening, but um so naturally, I've been drinking yes as as one does, but um, thank you so much for checking out our show um, that's right, Josh, yeah, Dude. legal in eighteen states, but um, Montana being one of them, yeah, Good but like, like no Montana. states that matter that's true i you know before I wouldn't accept the Montana slander today, but I think um, it deserves it now, am I right, yeah, kind of does, but um. Thank you so much for being here. Be your absolute best. Please be kind out there and um, to people who deserve it. Take care. Fuck the establishment and fuck Bobby Foden.
1: <laughs> Thanks, blowjob bud.